Hello everyone, Alan Mishra here with another edition of the Vitality Explorer podcast. Thank you for listening to this podcast, which is our 88th. We are here today to talk about three different things as we typically do. Our purpose with the podcast is to optimize your vitality or specifically to optimize vitality one person at a time. We like to start with a quote and here it is from Paul Coelho. All right, he's a Brazilian novelist, and here's his quote. Impossible is just an opinion. I love this one. Impossible is just an opinion. So if somebody tells you it's impossible, you can just say, well, thank you for your opinion. So this week on the podcast, we're going to talk about three very different things, but three very interesting things. The first is Kale's transformative 100-pound weight loss. This is a great story, a profile in vitality that you can see on the Vitality Explorer Substack site and I will share with you during the podcast today. The second is my top seven time tips and the third one is how you can sleep your way to more muscle and less fat. Okay, kind of a snarky thing, but kind of true based on some science. If you're enjoying what you're listening to here on the podcast, please leave us a five-star rating on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get the podcast. Please share this with your friends and family to enhance their vitality. You can always see the references to what we're talking about, the pictures, the graphs, and exactly where I got this information on the Vitality Explorer Substack site. And also you can sign up at vitalityexplorers.com for a free once a week text message newsletter to enhance your vitality. So let's jump right into that first one. And this is Kale, K-A-L-E, transform, transformation from 270 pounds to 170 pounds. So the story behind this is kind of interesting. We'll talk about it sometime later on Vitality Explorers, but one of the things I really enjoy doing as a hobby is to play poker. And I was playing poker uh, recently at a, a local place and found this guy next to me who we all identify as an excellent player. And it was a really fun table. People were kind of ch chatting about a variety of different things. And then he leaned over and showed me some pictures of his son. And he showed me this picture, which you can see on the Vitality Explorer Substack site, of his son when he was 19 years old and weighed 270 pounds. And then when there was a short video, and again, there's a, a link to the video on, on, the, on the Substack site, of how this young man, in the space of about two years, went from 270 pounds to a super cut 170 pounds. All right? And so this is Kale's story. And I'm going to uh, you know, you know, read some of the quotes from him, but it really inspired me. And his dad was obviously very proud of him. So here's the first quote. The only way to change is on you. That's from Kale Jacob. And here's a secondary quote. Quote, your parents can't pay for it and you can't buy it anywhere. All right. So Kale grew up being relentlessly bullied for his excess weight. I mean, he thought being overweight was literally an impossible problem to solve. Uh, he and his parents worked on a variety of different options, including things like getting the Nutrisystem, which is, you know, meals that come to your door, other expensive weight loss programs. And, and yes, they did help him. OK, he was able to lose some weight, but then he would gain it back. And uh, he, again, has allowed me to share this awesome story with you. But he says he's about five foot nine, five foot ten on a good day, and weighed 270 pounds when he was 19. He's now 24, and as I said, it took him a couple years to get it down, but he's been able to stay down, and now is at 170 pounds, 
And he, again, he didn't just lose weight. He transformed himself into an elite bodybuilder. All right. I encourage you to look up the video on YouTube. It's also on something called TikTok, which I hear the young people like to do or like to you know, play with. I'm not a TikToker. But uh, he's had it up on Instagram and, and YouTube, and there's a link to it, as well as uh, TikTok. There's a link to the video on, on the Substack site if you're interested. So I think losing 100 pounds is obviously amazing, but keeping it off and turning yourself into a, you know, a really chiseled you know, muscular person is amazing, and is beyond amazing. So I asked him multiple times, how did he do it? And here's one of the things he stated. One day, I just watched Pumping Iron. Now, Pumping Iron, of course, is the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie about how he became a bodybuilder. And, and Kale went into a little bit more of the details. So, quote, I watched that movie and was like, oh, my God, I can't believe the work these guys are putting in. I've never seen someone work that hard before. So watching that movie, watching Arnold Schwarzenegger transform himself into, you know, Mr. Olympia, uh, was the first step on Kale's journey into the vitality zone. He wanted to really like develop a body like the guys in the movie, uh, but he knew he first had to lose weight before putting on muscle. So it's sort of like you got to take out the wash before you can see the washboards. Somebody said that to me a while ago. I still think I got to work on taking some of, some of the wash before you can see the washboard abs. So Kale's clearly uh, smart, and one of the things he did is he talked about how he broke his journey down into smaller steps. So the first thing he did is he didn't change the food he was eating. I found this quite interesting. He did not change the food he was eating. He just cut the portion size. Second thing he did was very simple. And both of these are cost-free. First one, he just cut down the portion size. Second, he just started walking around his neighborhood. That doesn't require any equipment, maybe a pair of you know, decent walking shoes. But those two things don't cost any money, cutting your portion size down and started walking. The third thing he did is he got a job at a local golf course. And one of the things he had to do is kind of wrangle all the carts that were around. And before he knew it, he was walking up to seven miles per day. Um, and that's when he said, quote, the weight started coming off real quick. OK, and here's another quote that I love from him. Quote, it was all these little wins, honestly, that kept my momentum going. So he was tracking how he was losing weight. He was tracking what the portions. He was tracking how much he was walking. Um, but I was still curious, you know, what really sparked it in him. And here's what he said. Quote, my weight was the one thing I had in the back of my mind my entire life. It was the one thing I wanted to change. So it's clear he was, he, he pivoted. He really understood that this is something it was important for him to work on. But he went on to tell a story about a psychology professor he had in college. And that professor was really into fitness. And this is also inspirational. He was rocking a six pack of abs at age 70. Okay, that's, that's aspirational for sure. But one of the suggestions he had for Kale as he continued his journey was to treat his body like a Ferrari. And the professor said, hey, you wouldn't put crappy fuel or dirty oil under Ferrari. So, quote, why would you put McDonald's into your body? I love that. So the, the concept is to really treat your body like a uh, Ferrari. Treat it like a luxury you know, uh, good or item or car. Um, he had other lessons after you know, learning more from his experience and then re-watching Pumping Iron. And here are two. Quote, I had to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. That's number one. And number two, if you want to change your life, excuse me, if you want your life to change, you're going to have to change things in your life. <laughs> when he said that, 
I thought it was something like something Yogi Berra would say, the uh, old Yankees uh, baseball player. Um, but there's obviously a ring of truth in both of those. Number one, I had to get comfortable being uncomfortable. And if you want things in your life to change, you're going to have to change things in your life. These are awesome, right? So you can't keep doing the same things over and over again if you want to change your life in a positive direction. And I think Kale gives us some more wisdom when he said, I quote, I flipped whatever I was doing. I did the opposite of what I was doing in the past. So it's sort of like that famous Seinfeld episode. I'm just going to do the opposite. So he flipped what he was doing. And then when Kale uh, hit a milestone, he really became even more inspired when he just couldn't believe the scale read less than 200. So he had dropped 70 pounds, more than 70 pounds in a year. That's when he set his sight on muscles. He had consumed you know, lots of different videos, including obviously the movie about weightlifting and nutrition. And he knew that he could transform himself. He wanted to undergo a metamorphosis, but he still lacked the confidence to go in the gym. So what he did is he just spent another six months just weightlifting in his garage, just pumping air in his garage. But slowly, steadily, his, his confidence rose. And then one day his brother invited him to go to the gym. Now, he did not want to go to the gym for a variety of reasons, but he accepted that invitation. And by going to the gym, it allowed him to start lifting heavier weights. And that's when he found a passion and a purpose for his life. The passion and purpose was to become an elite bodybuilder. Now, you can see this young man at 270, now at under 200, lifting in the gym. And that's when he, he had the confidence to, to do something really interesting. He direct messaged Dorian Yates, who is a six-time Mr. Olympia. Okay, so this guy's Mr. Olympia times six. And Kale just cold inst- uh, messaged him on Instagram, I believe. And that was the led to, to him, Dorian Yates, the six-time Mr. Olympian, um, helping him develop that. So it was, it was just amazing that he had that, you know, no confidence to go to the gym, eventually got the confidence to go to the gym, build out his body, and then reach out to somebody he wanted to be like. And that's when he began to measure everything he ate or drank. He was laser-focused on his physique and finally got down to being this super-cut 170-pound bodybuilder uh, that he said the girls started looking at him like they had never had before. They started admiring his impress, obviously impressive body. But I think they'd have even a greater admiration for him if they understood the mind underneath the future Mr. Olympia body and that he had developed to work and transform his life. So I was fascinated by listening to his tale. And I think he summed up his secret to success very succinctly. Quote, whatever you've done up to this point, it's all on you. You've got to take responsibility. This is the biggest thing. It's no one else's fault. Let me quote that again. Whatever you've done up to this point, it's all on you. You have to take responsibility for it. This is the biggest thing. It's no one else's fault. So here's the sort of Vitality Explorer analysis and recommendations. I think Kale's epic transformation can inspire all of us to tackle the seemingly impossible obstacles in our life. If you start thinking of an obstacle or a limitation, you can transform that into an opportunity or a barrier and find your way around it. Just don't use it as an excuse. Use it as motivation to find your way towards your own transformation. And here are the four specific vitality lessons I learned from talking to Kale, reading about him, and, and understanding his journey. Number one, positive change requires us to take responsibility for our choices. Number two, look for inspiration to make positive change in things like movies or books that you enjoy. Third, break down your journey towards your dreams into small steps 
And finally, and perhaps most importantly, number four, reach out to people who can help you even or especially if they are superstars, because there are people out there that are willing to help other people along their journey. So I, I call Kale the first profile in vitality. He's a very, very humble young man and an inspirational person that I have been delighted to connect with and look forward to working with in the future. All right, the second one we're going to talk about today on the Vitality Explorer subjects or Vitality Explorer podcast. Again, you can find the pictures or the references on the Vitality Explorer Substack site. Is the top my top seven time tips or learning how to think with time in mind. All right, so I have a picture up there, and this is one of my favorite pictures that came out a few years ago, and it's the first ever image of a black hole. And it, and I've, I've posted about this before, but I, I go back to this because. It's incredibly inspiring, much like Kale's story. It's very inspiring because it took over 200 scientists 10 years to discover and validate this first ever image of a black hole. So when I look at that picture, it inspires me to think with time in mind. I contemplate what a team of 200 passionate people could do or accomplish if they had the determination and patience to work together towards a common goal for a decade or more. What could we do? What could any one of us do if we gathered up 200 other people and worked towards something crazy or amazing, right? So I think the question is, what what is impossible with that epic level of uh, discipline? And my suggestion is that nothing is impossible if you gather that epic level of discipline. But we're gonna focus today to start with our time because I think it's one of the components of getting to that, you know, sort of dream great the option because time is our most precious non-renewable resource. We're all granted the same number of hours, minutes, and seconds in a day. Um, and we, you know, some of us will complain about it, but I, I really believe that we have at least some control over how we spend some of our time. So questions to consider. Are you an elite steward of your priceless time? Do we treat our time like an irreplaceable luxury good, sort of like treating your time like that Ferrari or a watch or a handbag? It's really expensive. Do we, do we even appreciate time as it slips and slides past us with each moment? So I, I wanna pause for a second. So wherever you are, just pause on the, on the Substack site. I have a video that's about 30 seconds, 45 seconds of a sand clock where you just, it turns over. And it's really, I think, important just to pause for 30 to 60 seconds, take a few deep breaths and contemplate time. Okay, think about that for a second. I'll give you a minute to think about it. Now, here are my seven time tips for your consideration, comments, and questions if you want. You can put them up on, on Substack or you can email at am at dare to be vital. Number one, be a savvy investor in your life. Utilize your time, your talent, and your treasure to optimize your vitality every single day. Vital people work on their physical, mental, social, and spiritual well-being like their life depends on it because it does. Let me say that again. Vital people work on their physical, mental, social, and spiritual well-being every single day because their life depends on it. Okay? So be a savvy investor in your own life. Use your time, talent, and treasure to optimize your life and the life of the people around you. Number two, respect your future self. Think about calling your, you know, making a phone call to your future self. First of all, what questions would you ask your future self? What advice would you give your future self? What, what are the things that you would like to you know, know in the future? Number three, avoid energy vampires and embrace energy angels. So this has to do with being intentional with your time. 
So energy vampires are things, things or people in your life that suck your energy and your vitality. And time and energy are very, very much connected. Okay, you only have a certain amount of energy with each day as well. So you've got to be very careful with how you spend it. So get away from those people or things that are literally sucking your blood or your bone marrow and run. This is the important part. Run towards the energy angels in your life who love and support the best version of you. Let me say that one more time. Run towards the energy angels in your life who love and support the best version of you. Number four, optimize your time remaining. Okay. It's kind of an interesting concept. None of us know when our last best day will be at work, in our relationships, or even on the planet. So seek, therefore, to optimize your time remaining. And when I say this, obviously you start to think, oh, when am I going to die, right? But if you optimize your remaining time for the day, the week, the month, the year, think about that. The day, the week, the month, the year. How about even the hour? Think about these. that in the context of these suggestions. Number one. Complain less and identify solutions more. Number two, ask for service less and serve others more. And number three, speak less, listen more. That's one way to optimize your time remaining. Number five, be ruthless with your time. Savor every second. Embrace the precious present and pay attention. How often do we pay attention to the, someone when they're actually speaking to you? You've heard me say this before, but if you want to be a superstar, if you want to be remembered, if you want to be um, liked in this world, pay attention when somebody is, is or speaking to you with the intention of hearing what they have to say. Suspend your disbelief that they might not have something interesting and look to hear what they're actually saying to you and give yourself also permission to say no more often to protect your priceless time. So when you're ruthless with it, you're very proactive about how you spend your time. And also you're very proactive about plugging life leaks, like scrolling social media or watching lousy streaming shows. So that's, that's, you know, being ruthless with your time. So the sixth time tip that I have for you today, and just one more after that, is to create a to-done list, not a to-do list, okay? So I want all of us, myself included, to write down what we will have done, not what we need to do. Very different framing of this, right? Too often we fail to get what is done on our to-do list, but I would suggest we shorten that list to no more than three things for whatever time frame, okay? And have a bias towards action. So if you get a three-by-five card or a small piece of paper, it's very important to actually use a pen and paper to do this because if you encode it with a pen and paper, it's, it's a different thing in your brain than typing it into an app or, or typing it into your computer. But if you write down three things you will have done by a certain period of time, a day, a week, a month, or a year, you will very much more likely to get that done. This is very close to the final one, which is to write your future headlines. Okay, that's number seven. And if you write down what you will have done or what you want to do or some sort of fantastical headline about this uh, for tomorrow, a week or a year or five or even 10 years, remember, you can think in those big, big time frames, that is going to help you identify the things you need to do to get that headline to be real. Okay, if you really encode that in a short eight word or less headline, that is going to increase the chances that it'll actually come true. So remember, time is our most precious non-renewable asset. And if you start thinking with time in mind, it's going to change every single thought you have. All right. I, I know I hammer this home a little too much, but I'm kind of a time geek. And I really believe that if we think more about our time, we can be more vital.
Uh, you can read more about something else I created called the Million Second Challenge on the Substack site. We're going to finish this week with a little bit of hardcore science about sleep and specifically try to answer the question of, can you sleep your way to more muscle and less fat? Okay. Or, you know, sort of the snarky underlying question is, can uh, sleep help you get shredded? All right. This is, a, this is uh, some science. Uh, you can find it on the Vitality Explorer Substack site, the, the references. But the, the name of the paper we're going to review here is, quote, Effects of Changes in sleep, Sleeping Behavior on Skeletal Muscle and Fat Mass, a Retrospective Cohort Study. So this study looked at almost 20,000 research participants between the ages of 40 and 69. And the primary aim was to assess changes in skeletal muscle mass and fat content in the context of sleeping patterns. So like I always try to do, we jump to the primary conclusion. Here's the primary conclusion. Uh, Good quality sleep helps preserve muscle mass and reduce the accumulation of fat. It's kind of fascinating, right? So previous studies have found that sleeping poorly is associated with a higher BMI or body body mass index. And in fact, if there's a 22% increased risk of being overweight if you sleep five hours compared to those people who sleep seven hours. Kind of interesting, right? So the present study looked at study or looked at the, the groups of people who were participated and broke them down into uh, five hours or less, six to seven hours, uh, eight to nine hours, or over ten hours for sleep duration. And then they assessed sleep quality based on the answer to a single question. And here's the or the single statement: I don't feel refreshed after I sleep. So the answers to that were be always or mostly, which means that you're not sleeping very well, sometimes or not at all, which means you are sleeping well. So it's a little convoluted how they put this study together, but then they uh, put people into either a poor sleep or a good sleep category based on their answers to that single question. And the results were also very complicated to sort of peel back the onion on, but they were really important. And here's one of the primary findings. Skeletal muscle mass was higher when subjects maintained their sleep duration. Okay, and they looked at their something called their appendicular skeletal mass. That's just basically the mass of your, of your body. Um, and here are two other primary conclusions from the paper. Number one, muscle mass decreases and fat mass increases in the context of poor quality and reduced duration of sleep. And specifically, fat increased as sleep duration decreased and quality uh, uh, deteriorated at the same time. So um, I think it's very important that this paper also went into some of the mechanisms by which um, poor sleep increases fat and decreases muscle. And it has to do partially with the hormones and how they're released into our bloodstream. It can also change our immune response and increase the stress on the cells in our body. And two specific inflammatory cytokines for the biogeeks out there, IL-6 and TNF-alpha, um, tumor necrosis factor alpha for those people, or interleukin-6, um, were found to be increased in the context of poor sleep. So these cytokines are not good. They're not good for your muscle metabolism. They're associated with higher levels of inflammation. And we've known for a long time that poor sleep is associated with poor respiratory function. You know, you can have sleep apnea, which also can lead to cellular stress, which leads to the accumulation of fat and obesity. So here's the Vitality Explorer analysis and recommendations of this paper. I think the data suggests that it may indeed be possible to sleep more and increases your chance of getting, or increase your chance of getting um, shredded. Uh, and this is, you know, again, part of the reason why elite athletes focus on sleep as a superpower. Uh, they know it should be a primary priority. So here's a final suggestion. 
Focus on sleep if your goal is to increase muscle and decrease fat. Okay, it's very fascinating, right? You can actually sleep more and sleep better and you'll increase your chances of having more muscle and decrease your overall fat content. So um, part of the reason we do this is to identify these complex papers that have little nuggets of gold in, in, in them like this. This was a very difficult paper for me to kind of analyze. I encourage you to look at the Vitality Explorer Substack site for the reference, the abstract, the, the graphs, all that kind of stuff. If you're an expert in this area, please post your comments on that or any other suggestions you have about scientific papers that we should review on Vitality Explorers. Uh, this week, we have again done, gone over three topics like we typically do. We looked at uh, Kale's fantastic transformation from 270 pounds to 170 pounds and, and being an elite bodybuilder. We talked about my top seven time tips and then we finished with how you may be able to sleep your way to more muscle and less fat. I hope you've enjoyed this week's Vitality Explorer um, podcast. Remember the quote, um, quote, impossible is just an opinion. I, if you're enjoying this, please leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And until next week, I hope you go out there, find your passion do something transformative like Kale and dare to be vital. Thank you very much for listen, listening. This has been uh, Dr. Alan Mishra with the Vitality Explorer podcast.